right. <laughs> yes. What is going on? I am Jaleesa Dove, and you are now tuned into the Sparks and Pores podcast. Thank you so much for searching us on the streaming site that you're listening to or clicking the link in the bio, whatever you chose to do to get to this episode and to get to this podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, shout out to the listeners from one to one million. I don't even think I have that many. <laughs> not yet. Right. Yes. Not yet. Exactly. Um, but I do appreciate you all tuning in every week. Um, it's very motivating and so much fun. Like, I'm enjoying myself. I'm loving what we're doing. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, this is the Sparks and Pores podcast. Once again, my name is Jaleesa Dove. I am the host and the creator of the show. And um, I have another great episode for you. Um, another great individual that I feel that you need to know and feel that you need to meet. And someone who can also further your career and help you in what you're trying to do. Um, especially for my entrepreneurs out there. So uh, pump up the volume on your AirPods, your earbuds, your radio, your laptop, whatever it may be. Turn up. The volume, because today in the Sparks and Pores podcast studio, we have Miss Natalie Pierre Lewis. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm, you know, I'm glad everything worked. Timing worked out for us, so it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm excited. Thank this you. is this is going to be a great show. Like I say every time, like. I get excited, like I start getting a little hot because I'm I'm excited. Yeah. So, everybody <laughs> just you know exactly it's pumping, Indre- <laughs> adrenaline is pumping. But um, but thank you so much for being here. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I've yeah. had I've I've had a pretty good day. I can't complain. I had a weird doctor's appointment earlier today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just very strange. She told uh, me to save it for marriage, and I was oh. like, what? <laughs> okay, doc. That is hilarious. <laughs> Not safe it for marriage. Yes. I mean, cool, but okay, dog. Like you're in my it's business. Too late, just... girls, too late. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're past that point. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's well, that's good. I'm glad that went well. Uh, yeah. She she had some gems for you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> good. Well, glad you had a good day. Uh, my day was pretty good too. It was it was chill. Like not too much went on. Nothing too crazy. Uh, so that's always a good thing, uh, especially in my world and my job. Sometimes yeah, it can drive I need me to like interview you and find out what you do because I feel like you do like eight hundred different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, there's a bit, you know. Got to keep the lights on and <laughs> and keep the the extracurriculars going. <laughs> so, but we can we can definitely set that up. Yeah, yeah we can set that up. Uh, so. So before we get into the poor, which is you and um, NPL Consulting, we are definitely going to get into these sparks because okay. per usual, there's craziness and a lot going on in the world. And I like to talk about it, give my opinion, and I like to hear what my guest has to say about it, too. Okay. So without any further delay, let's get it sparking. Um, so just again, uh, RIP, rest in paradise to John Singleton. Mm. Um, he was laid to rest. Uh, Monday, and um, it was a private ceremony, uh, so it wasn't like a, a big thing uh, 
like Nipsey Hussle's funeral, uh, not really to compare, but that was just like the last one that happened, sadly. But, um, but yeah, but it was, you know, family and, and close friends and things like that, and then they're going to do a later viewing, um, or a viewing at a later date, excuse me. Uh, but also, like, with that, um, you know, with his passing, you know, like a lot of people... He affected, you know, he had an effect on the culture, on on the black community, the black culture, you know what I mean? Especially, like, the movies that he put out. I don't, do you remember, like, the first John Singleton movie that you... So, here's the thing. Yeah. I remember when the John Singleton movies came out, Mm -hmm. but I came from a very strict family, and I was not allowed to watch them, so I never grew up watching his movies. Okay, okay. Um, I think the first John Singleton movie I watched in entirety was Baby Boy. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and then, you know... I went through a, to a lot of predominantly white institutions and for a certain time in my life. You uh-huh. know, uh, films about the African-American community did not necessarily interest me. Okay, okay. Um, but having, you know, grown up and realized the impact that he's had on the community and mm-hmm. telling those stories that you're not going to see told anywhere else, you know, that's like that's like a big loss. Like, he really put the lives of the everyday, you know, black man on the screen. Mm-hmm. And they saw themselves yeah. where they weren't seeing themselves before or they were seeing themselves only as, you know, the antagonists or the criminals. Mm-hmm. And he created complex characters, which I think was really dope. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, the first one, because, I mean, well, when he was... I mean, I wouldn't say in his prime, but, you know, like, when he was dishing out the movies or whatever, I was a little young, so I wasn't, you know really in tune to them, but the first John Singleton film that I remember uh, was Higher Learning. That Mm -hmm. was the first film from him that I saw, and I was just kind of like, you know, wow, is this what college is like, you know, and how they had the black dude, and, you know, like, he was the track star, and then Tyra Banks was in it, and Ice Cube, so, and then just the story of, you know, racism at the college, and what was going on, so that was, like, the first film that I remember, and then, of course, you know, when I got older, then I saw Boys in the Hood and, and Baby Boy, like you said. So, um, so yeah, he definitely played a, a big part in the black community and the black culture. Um, and it's just really sad to see someone like that go. And so young. So young. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, he's only 51. Yeah. Like, that's that's wild. But, um... Like, I'm planning on still being wild at 51. Right, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, um... Uh, so, so yeah, so it's a sad loss, um, but on the, on a great note, or on a higher note, um, he was, he was an executive producer on the show Snowfall, which plays on FX, and they're keeping his credit there, so, yeah, so, so I thought that was dope, you know, because it's not like, you know, how some, someone dies and it's like, on to the next type of thing, it's like, no, like, he was a staple on this show, somebody who, you know, was a staple in Hollywood, black Hollywood, so we're not going to let that legacy die. That's awesome. And he's still going to get them residual checks to his estate. Yes, that part. (laughs) Which I hope is, like, figured out because I know, like, before the family decided to take him off of life support, it was a lot of that just dark family stuff that comes. Hopefully he had his affairs in order. Mm -hmm. Death does bring out the worst in people. It does. But, um... I I really hope that he had his affairs in order. I I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything otherwise, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that he did. Yeah. Um so 
fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because we definitely, like, things like money and, and all of that and residuals and the state, like... So, in states like, like, Prince's estate right now is hemorrhaging millions of dollars simply mm-hmm. because he didn't have a will. Because when you don't have a will, they have to first figure out all all the stuff you have. Then they have to figure out how much it's worth. Then they have to figure out who gets what part of it. And that takes a lot of money, a lot of attorneys, like... Oh, wow. They're, they're actually afraid that his uh, estate might be bankrupt by the time they figure everything out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely hope John did have a will and all that, because that would be yeah. terrible. Like, oh my gosh, like, print, like... Wow, I'm I'm speechless at that. Just like to know that his estate could go, could be bankrupt, These, especially with all probate is not that cheap, he's done. and that's why it's really important. I remember when Aretha Franklin died, and I found out she didn't have a will, and I got so pissed. And I what? And I literally made like a checklist, a cheat sheet that people can download for free. I'm like, there's no reason why you shouldn't have some type of preparation. Like, just write all your stuff down. Yeah. At least so people know what you have. Wow. Uh, Just a little side note, you all, which we will get into later for the poor, but uh, Miss Natalie is also an attorney as well, so she'll be dropping gems all over this episode, okay? (laughs) So I hope you are ready and definitely tuned in. Um, But uh, Resident Paradise to John Singleton, definitely. Um, So on a higher note, it's Teacher Appreciation Week. I just, like, that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, Teachers, like, they are super important. Do you have, like, a teacher that kind of, like, help to shape where you are and, like, I've make the decisions. I've had several teachers, yeah. um, you know, through from elementary through mm-hmm. college who have had an impact on me. And even, like, not necessarily in the classroom setting, mm-hmm. I would say the most influential person was probably my math tutor in high school. Okay. Um, she was, like, this, uh, well, she is, she's still alive, um, uh-huh. amazing architect, went to MIT, and I was horrible at math. Mm-hmm. And she got my act together to the point where, you know, I wasn't afraid of math anymore. Oh, nice. That's you know? good. And, like, and she was just, like, really dope. She was this black woman who was, like, an architect. She quit her job to, like, teach and, like, act, go into high schools and teach. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like, you're really dedicated. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My, my, there's two <laughs> that stick out to mind for me. Uh, one of them being my high school African-American history teacher, uh, well, he, he coached basketball then, so Coach Walker, Coach William Walker, he was, or is, because he's still allowed to, um, but absolutely amazing, like, in high school, that's when I first learned about, like, the Willie Lynch letter, and just, like, the, the slave trade, and all of that, so he helped me to see, like, you know, being black is a beautiful thing, and it's powerful, and we have history, and you need to know this, like, every day before we started class he would like we said an affirmation i look good i am good and there's no one else like me yeah so So it's like (laughs) it was it was really dope so shout out to uh to mr william walker and then also dr Teresa styles who uh was one of my teachers at a&t uh she was my script writing teacher uh she was like that like SAG uh, member um, and then you know she just always pushed you to do better as well and like don't bring that over here or I will give you an F like <laughs> you already knew so so shout out to all the teachers out there uh, who are yes. making a difference I taught they, briefly it is not for the faint of heart girl that was that was one of my 
early career goals, but then I was like, you know what? Mm. This is not where God wants me. No, not at all. <laughs> not my calling. <laughs> well, so wait, so how long did you teach for? Less than a year. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, well, it was a few years where I was working as a substitute teacher, mm-hmm. and then I was like a one-to-one aide with a student, and then I thought I wanted to teach a classroom on my own, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I went back to what I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, shout out to you for that because I can only imagine like that's a lot. It's that's, it's that's... a lot. Um, the programs that I was in, they were kind of accelerated programs. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't like about the teaching system, particularly because I was focused on DC public schools, was it's just all of it is focused on, you know, classroom management and discipline. And it oh, wasn't on, you know, the education. The learning. And, yeah. So what what subject were you teaching? Like, I was supposed to teach everything. But, oh, okay. like, you know, the program I was in, 90% mm-hmm. of it, they 90% of your score was classroom management. They didn't teach you how to write lessons. They didn't teach you, like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. It was like they were grading you on how do you manage these kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, after with that said, big shout out to the teachers, especially the ones who are implementing a lesson plan yeah. <laughs> yeah. between the, the other things that you're forced to you do. You guys are superheroes and yes. deserve every good thing. Yes, and uh, also um, just a side note to that, I know in North Carolina, like, they had a, a strike, like, sometime last week or um, a type of uh, organized uh, situation. Um, but just about the pay and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if whoever is listening right now, if you do have some power within that, I mean, we all do when we vote. But, uh, you know, if you have a higher power and you know somebody like, let's get these teachers paid. Cause like, you can't expect them to, you know, there's so many stories of teachers who have to get second and third jobs just to make ends meet. Right. It's like, it shouldn't have to be that way. You want them to, you know... Make your kid this amazing superstar. Pay them like one. Okay? For real. Because little Johnny is not the brightest and he needs a lot of work. Like, I'm be, let's keep it funky. <laughs> like, for real. Pay the teachers. Um, so, also, uh, over the weekend, like, so do you like superhero movies? Avengers? I love superhero movies. Oh, bet. So have you seen, seen Avengers Endgame? I have seen Endgame. I have not seen the total end because I fell asleep. Okay. But I saw up until the important parts. So good. I went yes. and saw it this weekend. So good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, even if you're not, like, into Marvel and all of that, like, I think you should go check it out. Because well, it was, I, I, th- I think it was good. Like, the thing is, Endgame, I feel like if you don't have the prep from the other movies, you're going to get ready. lost. Well, I, the only prep I had was Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I watched Infinity that War gave you a good, like, here's, here's what's going on. But yeah. I feel like if you just went into Endgame and you never saw an Avengers mm-hmm. movie, you're going to be completely lost. Because you're going to be like, who is that? Who is that? What is going on? <laughs> true. True, yeah. I, that probably would have been me if I didn't watch Infinity Wars. But I do feel that it's a good movie. Uh, and clearly the rest of the world does because it's made... Two point billion dollars. Hey, like get them dollars, Stanley's estate. Okay. Okay. I know he had his papers in order. Um, yeah, it's two point billion, like and it's only been out for like eleven days or something like that, like a week or so. Like they were comparing it to Avatar who that made two point billion in forty seven days. So mm-hmm. the fact that like this movie has only been out for a week's time and it's 
racking, racking, racking. Like, like, it's like you have people who have been following these movies mm-hmm. since they came out, and then you have the people who have been do- reading the comics since they were like oh, children. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a real cultural phenomenon. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and there's probably like people as well like going to see it back to back. Like can't get yeah, enough. The only like, thing I did that with was Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wakanda. Okay. Black Panther was like that. Oh, I did get hyped though when I saw him. I was like, oh, I know who that is. Like, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so we we're not gonna spoil it for you because I know like there's been a lot of people who's like tweeting what happened at the end and all that. That's so rude. That is so rude. Please, like, don't spoil the movie. Don't do any of that. Don't just go see it. It, It's really good. Um, So, also, uh, the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they had their baby! Uh, I'm very happy for her. I'm glad she had that baby. So, all them royals can shut the hell up. Leave my girl alone. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Thank you. Shout out to Megan, girl. Yes. yes. Got, your, got your love. Got your baby. They gave birth to a baby boy. I nice grandma's in there with her nose ring, you know, birthing the baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, because, like, apparently the baby was late. So she's, like, uh, reports say that her mom has been there since, like, last week. I just wonder, like, what the dynamic is between the two families. Like, how they... I feel Act like, around each other. I like. feel like it's very strict. I feel like one half is probably very welcoming and one mm-hmm. half is standoffish because you have those who are very staunch in their, you know, British sensibilities and royal uh-huh. family. And Meghan Markle isn't of royal blood, so there's probably a lot of stuff with that. I remember there was a story about one of the royals. She showed up with... Um, a pin that basically was promote. It was like a pin for something having to do with the Moorish something, and it was like a racist pin, oh. and she wore it to like their wedding. <gasps> like that, some like they don't do it outright, but they do their little shady royal little ways. Subtle, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Well, now they can't do nothing because she has a baby, and <laughs> okay, thank you. Like I'm in here now. Like now I'm in here, in here. So. Shout out to Megan and Harry. I thought that was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she don't have her husband embarrassing her on TV like hit the brother. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, my gosh. Like, drama within itself. Like, please go away. Like, very embarrassing. <laughs> um, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, uh, big shout out to the Melanated Queens, okay? Ruling the pageant universe right now. Oh, I saw Ruling. that. Ruling. I was like, that's so awesome. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna like read this because I want to make sure that I don't get the names wrong or anything because this is like the first time that this has ever happened in pageant history. Mind you, like black women have like not even been in pageants that long. Like so, Miss Teen USA, Kaylee Garris. Miss USA is Chesley Christ, and then you have Miss America, Nia Franklin. Like, shout out to all of these black queens, okay? And the yeah. like, it's such a beautiful thing. Like, and I when love it. Crowns with pride. Yes, and it's giving like these young black girls like people to, to look up yes, to. Yes, yes. Like, I love it. Like, women are definitely the future. Like, we're making moves, and then like black women are doing big things too. Ooh, like, it's beautiful. Goodness. It's like, beautiful. It's really, I mean, and having been in business for a couple of years and mm-hmm. meeting so many amazing black women entrepreneurs, like, I'm inspired every day. Yeah. Like, we're freaking magic. Like, 
legit. Yeah. yeah. Abracadabra. Legit. <laughs> like, it's beautiful. And I love it. Like, when I saw it, I was, because I don't, I don't remember the last. Like, I believe I, I did a little bit of research. Vanessa Williams, she won Miss America in 83. But then they took away but the then, title. Exactly, because of that whole nude photo mm-hmm. scandal. Um, and then you had um, Carol Ann Marie Gist. She was the first Miss USA contestant in 1990. And she won. So it's like, we haven't... Like, we're still... We haven't been like, in love, we're catching tra- up. Yeah, catching up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was looking for. We're catching up. Like, we're making a way. So, just shout out to those three young ladies, like, doing the damn thing. Uh, melanated queens, for real, for real. Um, also, so, are you, like, into reality TV? Not really, no? but a okay. lot of the podcasts that I listen to will summarize it for me, so I know what's <laughs> so going the, on. So, okay, bro! Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, well, I am. I am a VH1 Monday Night Whore. Oh my, God, like. my, friend, my, my friend, she's one too. And, she, <laughs> like, one time she literally came to my house. Yeah. And she realized that Housewives was on in five minutes and she left. Uh, she was like, I will talk to you later. I gotta go. Uh, oh. She left. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know you came out with the wine and the glasses. Like, girl, where you going? Like, you just got here. I know I'm not that bad. Uh, I will on demand it. But I do watch. Um, so, right now, Love & Hip Hop Atlanta is going on, which means that Love & Hip Hop Hollywood will be on next, and they have to be on next because there are reports that your boy Raz B from B2K is going to be a new cast member. I think he's trying to keep, like, the millennium momentum going. I think he's trying to keep his apartment or house. <laughs> <laughs> what is Raz B doing? Good like, night. Good night. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, well, good question. It's not to be shady, but what has Raz B done in the last, you know, since B2K? He's done Nothing. some weird stuff in Asia. Right. But I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know what them pockets are looking like. Lil Fizz is on TV. Omarion was on there. Go join your castmates. Maybe y'all can do a little thing, do a little performance. Mona yes. Throw y'all a little extra coin. But I don't think this is a bad move for Raz B. Like, not to be rude, but Rasby yeah. is kind of the joke of B2K. Oh, yeah. He's always been the one that's kind of like the asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one really but took it's it. it's like, like, you yeah. know, you can you can turn this into something. Look at Cardi B. She, you know, she was in the clubs, and she turned it into, like, an amazing Okay, career. okay. What, what was that, like, six... six billboard awards that she won last week like Like, you know you're you're rich you're famous you're doing exactly what you love you have a family Mm -hmm. like you you know she was able to turn you know what some people might say is not really a good look from love and hip-hop and she used it to her advantage exactly if you're smart you'll use it to your advantage that's what i was thinking i was like you know he's he's gonna come on the show because i mean i feel anyway like if you aren't doing music like you have been in the past or, like, if you're looking for that next thing, like, Love and Hip Hop is the way to go. So, you never know. His song might, you know, end up in a background scene or something like that because right. they do that sometimes. So, you know, it could it could definitely be a good thing for him. Um, but we shall see what happens. Uh, it hasn't come out yet, but it has come out that Raspy will be on Love and Hip Hop. Good Hollywood. for him and good for Mona for, you know, cutting checks. Because, okay, and she's not stop- I don't see her stopping anytime soon. She's Why getting would that you? Oh okay, you got how many franchises under Love and Hip Hop? Like, girl, get them coins. I hear you. I hear you. And I see you. Um, so lastly, before we pour it up, um, Wu Tang Clan. They 
now have the Wu-Tang District. It is about time. All right? <laughs> Wu-Tang has been for the children forever. It's about time. Forever. <laughs> Which are the PWIs, but, but you know. Yes. But you know. You Look, heard them on the Wu. I remember in high school, you know, people would dub their little tapes to me. Yes, that's how old I am. We had cassette tapes. <laughs> um, <laughs> record, play. Same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Wu-Tang has been a cultural staple. Yes. For, not just for the black community, but just in music Every in America one. for, yeah. like, since... Like, as long as I can remember, you know? And it's like, you can give these Hollywood Walk of Fames, you can name these avenues after all of these, you know? And it's it's not a slight to them, but all these white, you know, celebrities Mm -hmm. like New York, who has put y'all on the map more, especially hip-hop-wise, than Wu-Tang Clan? Who? Staten Island, who? Like, um, I was so glad to read that they have their own district in Staten Island that was just unveiled over the weekend. And not to mention, they have a... Uh, I believe it's a docu-series that will be on Showtime this week. They have a lipstick, too. Oh! Yeah, um, they did a collaboration with, I think, Milk Cosmetics. Tiana Taylor was the, was Hmm. like the, the brand ambassador. She was like the face. But they have their own, like, line of lipstick. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're like these little tubes. They got, like, gold dragons on them. It's really cute. Oh, wow. I would get one just... To say I have it because I'm not I like a big makeup person. Five dollars and I'm not paying mm. fifty-five. Okay, so never mind. Chapstick <laughs> it is. Chapstick it is. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but big shout out to Wu Tang. Like that's so awesome. Like Shaolin. Like y'all are doing it. Shout out to Wu Tang. Did you want to talk about the Uber thing? Too? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Thank you for telling me because or reminding me because that's super huge. Yeah. Uber strike. Yeah, this week on Wednesday. Yeah, so like Uber and Lyft, uh, the drivers are basically like fed up and they are tired of the working conditions, which is kind of weird because you work out of your car. But whatever, you know, I'm sure it's like other things too. But working conditions and the pay. So Uber and Lyft drivers have decided to like cut off their availability Wednesday. And this is taking place in New York, San Francisco, L.A., um, Chicago. I believe also in D.C. too. I I read the uh, I read an article. I, mm-hmm. I didn't see D.C. listed. I saw Atlanta listed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't see Atlanta, but okay. all of these major cities right. though, where a lot of people, rel- yes. Like, are you are you a big Uber? Um, like I rider user share when I don't feel like driving. Yes, yeah. um, okay. or if I'm out of town. Like I was just in Atlanta over the weekend, mm-hmm. and Uber saved my life. I was Ubering <laughs> all over the place. I was there for three days, and I think I spent um like sixty five dollars max on oh, Uber. Oh wow! Yeah. So wow, two three days crazy. of traveling sixty five dollars on in essentially a, a cab that's unheard mm-hmm. of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that like the fact that they are going on strike like, like I said again <laughs> in these major cities um, where people use Uber every day mm-hmm. in and out like that's that's going to be huge. Definitely, um, you know, trying to prove their point and, and make their voices heard, which I feel is important. You know, um, but you know also they feel that like the higher ups are, you know, it's just more money going into their pocket too. So, you know, they, you know, have some, some demands and things that they want to get taken care of. So if you are an Uber or Lyft user, (laughs) Wednesday Wednesday morning during rush hour, you might need to get up a little bit earlier. Call yourself a Lyft or Vaya. Okay, for real. (laughs) Now, I will say, Vaya is, 
is good. Like, Vi is good if you're in D.C. I can't get Vi where I am because I live in Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know, like, it, it didn't work it on the outskirts. It literally stops at the border. Oh. Yeah. Mm, well, damn. Yeah. Um, well, um, there's... Yeah. Mm. The only thing that... <laughs> Public transport, I guess. Like, the Uber, the Uber drivers, I understand mm. their, um, their reasoning. And I think everybody has the right to protest. My mm-hmm. only thing is when you drive for these companies, essentially you are an independent contractor. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So you're not an employee. So at the end of the day, if you don't like the conditions, you can go. You can leave. And <laughs> yes, and I understand that many people are supporting their entire, you know, lifestyle doing rideshare. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that's what the ride share was invented for. It right. was it, it was basically a workaround for the cab system. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved Uber when it came out, especially people of color, because you weren't being, like, you know, turned down by right. a cab driver. Like, oh, I won't come here because of this <laughs> right. neighborhood. So, yeah, yeah. But everything comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. If you're going to work... I, so, my day job, I work as an independent... Con- like, I get a W-2, but... They don't have any loyalty to me. Mm-hmm. They can call me tonight and be like, project's over, and I just got to go. Right. <laughs> so, with Uber, um, I mean, they, they won't just cut you like that, but you always have the option as a driver to leave. You don't, right. You don't have to do this. Yeah. So, I understand that they're going to, you know, they're going to put a dent in Uber's um, bottom line for Wednesday, but... If you're going to take this to court, you're basically going to have to prove that you're a, an employee of Uber. Yeah. Is Uber paying unemployment taxes for you? Is Uber play, paying workers' compensation? Mm. So how much effect is this really supposed to have other than y'all not driving and then other drivers being out there who, who need the money, you know, picking up the, the drives that you didn't do? Yeah. Because there's going to be somebody. Somebody will be working on Wednesday. Right. For sure. Right. Uh, but... But yeah, those those are very good points. Very good points. You can leave when you want. Um, so we'll see what happens, or even if there is like an outcome to this, because it could very well just be like, okay, y'all went on strike, but nothing changed. Yeah, I like, mean, okay. I, I remember a few years ago, the cab drivers went on strike. You know, they basically blocked all the traffic downtown mm-hmm. and were honking for like a period of time but that did not help I mean, at pe- all people still who uses a cab these days <laughs> like i see a cab and i'm like y'all still here how <laughs> how um, i know they be in the way i know that right Ugh. so it's it's i mean whenever you have what a capitalist economy mm. unfortunately there are going to be some unhappy people within within that economy mm-hmm Uber is all about capitalism. How many rides can you get? How much money can you make? Yeah, yeah. And you can cash out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I can't cash out at the end of the day at my job. I gotta wait till they, you know, deposit Deci- my yeah. check. Mm-hmm. So there are certain perks that come to being this freelance driver, but you can't want the perks of being an employee and still be an independent contractor. Right. But I support them in, you know, voicing their their frustrations mm-hmm. and, you know, their ideas and go ahead and do that, but also take into account the fact that you could always go out and get another job. Very true. Very true. 
And there it is. Those are the sparks, ladies and gentlemen. So now that we have the sparks, go ahead and grab your glass, get your cup, because we are about to get into the pour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> NPL Consulting. Yeah. Miss Natalie, Pierre Lewis, NPL. There it is. <laughs> very <laughs> um, simple. Right. Very simple and to the point. Now, um, earlier we mentioned that, you know, you are an attorney. How, so what was, where, did, when did the switch happen from being an, an attorney to okay. a consultant? So, um, I had been doing contract work for a while when I came out to this area. I thought I wanted to do immigration policy. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out that way. Did contract work for a while then. I went and I ran a pet services business, business for a while with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, taught for a while. And then when... The type of work that I was doing when the economy collapsed, that type of work went away. So I was just kind of trying to figure things out for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and in that meantime, one of the things that I've always been good at is just helping people do their their paperwork. Okay. Like I've literally, from the time I was a child, have been helping my father write his papers because my father was in school the entire time I was in school. Oh wow! And just understanding how paperwork systems work how to you know make all the things fit together you know and make sure you cross your t's and dot your i's mm-hmm. it's just something that i'm able to do and also break down um complex concepts into simpler concepts so people don't feel so overwhelmed yeah um so after a few times like i our my pet services company i did all the paperwork for that mm-hmm. and then i i had other friends who were like well i want to start this business and i would just literally just sit down with them and, you know, help them do all the paperwork. And I was like, well, I could be charging money for this. <laughs> right, like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, one day, I was on a project, and, you know, they called me and said, okay, after one and a half years, project's over, don't come in tomorrow. And I said, mm. okay, and I started my business. And I went, I downloaded a little logo app. <laughs> <laughs> Made a logo and started, but I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I and, and also, what sparked it was, um, so... For those who are from D.C., when I-71 was in effect, you know, I was going to all of the events. I would see these flyers and I would go, and I would say, oh, it's great, you know, this is legal. Mm-hmm. And then I saw people, a rampant trademark infringement. I remember there was one girl who was using the Coco Chanel logo <gasps> to sell her stuff at the events. And then I was asking more questions and I found out that people had no business licenses, no EIN numbers. And I realized that all of these events were illegal. So that was when I really started targeting the D.C. cannabis community to Mm -hmm. let them understand you're going to start getting raided because you guys are transacting here and there's no tax money being paid and you're and you don't have any business licenses. Right. right, Um, right. So that's really where it all got started. So like when you realized because like were you in into um like copyright infringement before or did it was just no, more so it, just like seeing it, it and it, researching yourself it, no it, so it was because i saw so many people using brands and i mean granted i didn't focus on trademark or copyright law in law school but they still mm-hmm. teach you the basics right and i understand the basics that if you use somebody's <laughs> mark they're gonna come after you and sue you yeah 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 so when i i i mean i I didn't know how necessarily to talk to people, so I just started going to the events and I just started handing out cards and I would I would scare people. I would be like, "What's your business license? What's your EIN?" <laughs> <laughs> like you were the uh, the inspector. Yes. Are you yes. registered? Where's your paperwork? Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it was just like people did not. It, 
with I-71, you had mm-hmm. all these people who had been working underground coming to the forefront, and they did not understand the first thing of what it meant mm-hmm. to have an actual, legit company. So that's where I got started. Okay. Um, now, with you working with uh, with 71, like, do you have a lot of clients within that realm, or do they expand from so all... So I, I started focusing on the DC Cannabis community, but I have since branched out from there because there are lots of people who have amazing business ideas, and mm-hmm. they just don't know start yeah, yeah, yeah and on top of the fact i heard that people were like just getting really like taken advantage of like someone called me one day and said uh someone tried to charge them 75 dollars to get an ein number which is a free service provided by the irs mm-hmm. you know and it's like yes i mean it's not as simple as just putting in there's some stuff that you have to know but if you just do a little bit of google and you know get all that stuff you can get it done in five minutes mm-hmm. why are you charging somebody 75 dollars and they don't get their yeah. ein number for two weeks later yeah, that's wild. Right. Because, like, initially you get it then and there. Like, exactly. it's a few moments. Exactly. Okay. But because, but again, <laughs> knowledge is power and mm-hmm. not knowing is very expensive. Yes. So if you don't know where to go mm-hmm. or what even, where even you should start. Because you have some people, they have a business ideas, but they don't even know what questions to ask. Right. You know, um, and that can be very costly for you because someone who does know is going to charge you out the nose and get it done in five minutes and take mm-hmm. your money. Yeah. So I really focus on teaching entrepreneurs these steps on creating a legitimate business. What are those steps that you need to handle? And mm-hmm. then you can decide on your own as an entrepreneur what you want to handle yourself or if you do want to hire an attorney like myself to help mm-hmm. you with it. Now, when it comes to like after like, you know, you got them set up and got them on the right path to starting their business. Like, do you stay with them with the Absolute, growth of the business? Absolutely. I check in on my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I have email lists and, you know, I check in with them that way. I have one of my clients. He just opened his second brick and mortar location in D.C. Oh, wow. Um, I, some of my clients are actually my friends. Like, we become friends through the work. Like, I mm-hmm. work with some social media influencers. I was able to help one of them um, get her trademark not too long ago. Oh, wow. Um, and do another one of my clients who's like she's literally come stayed at my house I do like a lot of contracts for her Mm -hmm. so I do check up on people particularly if it's something that is ongoing like a trademark you know that's not a a one day thing that's over I was just about to ask 18 to 24 months okay so trademarks 18 to 24 months yeah like as in that would be like as far as like branding yourself, right? right. So if, so business. if you have a logo or mm-hmm. a phrase or a name that you want to trademark, you know mm-hmm. you gotta. I, I help you with the initial application, and then when they send you the response, you know, I help you kind of sift through all the junk mail that you're going to receive, help you get your specimens together so that you can send it in for approval, things like that. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just, but that's, that's a great service that you do have because, like, especially, you know, someone who's new and fresh and they have no idea what they're doing and the fact that you're there helping them to get through the process and, like, no don't do this, don't send this in, like, you don't need that much, do that. So, like, how many clients do you have right now that you are assisting? Um, so, it varies. I, I, do, I get about, th- right now, three clients a month. I'm working on, you know, increasing that, but I mm-hmm. do have a full-time job, so my time is limited. Right, right, um, right. But I, I have clients for different things. So, mm-hmm. some clients just want contracts, and those are just one-off. Okay. Some clients, if it's, like, a trademark, we're going to be working together for 18 to 24 months. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or, <laughs> if you, or if you need just kind of I also 
do what I call solutions packages. Because sometimes people, they don't necessarily want to sit and talk with me and do it. They mm-hmm. just want me to give them the directions with the links, you know, and then you can go and do it on your own. So I'll, I'll do that as well. And then they have the option of checking in with me. But I I'm was always, about to say. I'm <laughs> always accessible. Like, people, I'm addicted to the internet. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always on my phone. If somebody DMs me, I'm probably answering in five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Facebook, email, all that stuff. So my... My superpower, another one of my superpowers, is being able to respond very quickly. So I'm able to keep that line of communication open with my clients. Which is very good, especially, you know, just period being in communication. And, is you know, someone who, I guess in a sense, is a part of their team and trying to help them figure out. It's like, okay, I need this answer right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here at this certain place and they're asking me about my my logo and I have no idea. Like, you know, what's the next thing to say? So that's very good that you're like right there to assist them whatever they needed and that you're quick with you know your your response because that's the big Uh, thing mm -hmm. for people it's that waiting period can make you so anxious and you can make really like uh what's that word terrible Uh, rash rash decisions (laughs) okay yeah but you know and also just helping people to know that it's not as difficult as you think it is sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of terminology Mm -hmm. honestly i think the biggest part about the legal system is the language yeah and um most of what I do, I would describe it as translation and interpretation. Mm-hmm. I take, you know, all this high, lofty legalese, and I just break it down into everyday language for you yes. so that you know exactly what it is that you need to do. And figure out if you want to do it yourself or if you want to have somebody <laughs> do it. Right, i.e. Yes. you. <laughs> um, now, with you being addicted to the internet, like, you know, you are very um, active on the NPL consulting page on IG. Um mm-hmm. And that's the one that I follow because, like, that's I'm not really on a Facebook and everything else like that. Um, but you do a lot of uh, live broadcasts on that. So, with your live broadcast, like, what are some of the things that you're doing? So, the point of my live broadcast is to take the concepts that I'm trying to teach and mm-hmm. make them tangible. Okay. So, you know, and the, my live broadcast, I during throughout the week, I'm collecting stories mm-hmm. from you know Google Alerts and um, one of my favorite blogs called The Fashion Law, and I will I'll find no less than ten stories every week having to do with you know some type of celebrity or business having to do with contracts or trademarks mm-hmm. or business you know business fundamentals. And what I do is I take those stories, I break them down, and I pull, you know, the lesson from it. So Mm -hmm. one of the stories that I talked about was when Black China lost her business license because she just basically didn't answer any of the mail that she was getting from the state and she didn't pay her taxes. And it's like, you have to understand that when you start a business, it's not just a a thing that sits there. There's going to be correspondence. You have to keep up with that and you can use your business license. So Black China lost her business license. She couldn't do anything on behalf of that business. And at that time, I remember Kylie Jenner was coming out with some type of makeup thing. Mm -hmm. And if she wanted to be spiteful, she could have gone and just snatched up um, Black China stuff. Wow. Right, because she didn't... Because she she doesn't have any control over it. Dang. Right? And then there was another story that um, I just did the other day. It had to do with contracts. I'm focusing on contracts now. Mm -hmm. Where this guy, he had had, um, a trademark for, you know, this uh, skincare system that he developed. And he sold it to a company. He signed three different contracts saying that they own trademarks. Well, two different contracts. But on the third contract he did not sign that clause saying they own the trademark they got bought by another company the company tried to boot him out of the deal and he was able to sue and get his trademark back because they didn't have the clause in the third contract so 
understanding like why how wow. contracts are important why language mm-hmm. is important like how these things affect you in the real world because it's one thing if you read okay this is a trademark this is what it does but when you yeah. understand the effects it can have like most people don't understand that if you have a registered trademark if somebody use your mark and make money you can sue for treble damages which means you can sue for three times what they made off your stuff wow you can't get that if you don't have a registered trademark and that i guess was that your um because you most recently I had to get my words together recently you did a post about cash doll and she had on like right the the okay. louis v yes. uh i don't know the, situation it, it, was, it was a bulletproof vest okay and, that's what it was and like a rifle and they both had louis vuitton wrapping right and i talked about it because it was like at first glance it's like this doesn't seem right mm-hmm. how is this not trade yeah so here's what it is when you buy an authentic luxury item Mm -hmm. there certain once you buy an item certain trademark rights are cut off so if i buy a louis bag and i want to cut that louis bag into a million little pieces and just you know stick it everywhere it's mine i paid for it so gotcha the person who made the um the 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 vest and the gun for her i went to their page and they put you know um custom items so they take luxury goods and they alter them and that's how you get around with it as long as you tell people that it is an altered item this is not something that is sold by this luxury good they can get around with it yeah okay but the 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 converse to that is that now there is a problem with people authenticating the you know the actual good being real like is it actual louis vuitton right is it actual chanel yeah, because there's that that's been going out around right, since. Like. Right. So it's like if you're gonna pay fifteen hundred dollars for this, you know, altered custom Louis Vuitton uh, bulletproof vest, but is it actual Louis Vuitton? Right. You know. Right. And who 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 is going to authenticate that for you? Because mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton is not coming to your your custom person's thing. <laughs> right. Oh, not girl, this is not Louis. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So now with you working with, um, you know, people with entrepreneurs and people who are getting their businesses started, like what's some of the things that or the most common things that people like forget to to think about, like that you run into a lot? Partnership agreements, because Mm. a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, I'm going into business with my best friend. I'm going into business with my boo. Uh And we don't need no contract. Get a contract. (laughs) I don't care if it's your mom. (laughs) Get a contract because when you add money, it just adds so much stress. Mm -hmm. I have a colleague of mine who went into business with someone they were dating for three years. Oh, wow. Things went bad. Unfortunately, they didn't have a partnership agreement and this colleague, their their name was not on any of the paperwork and their... Now, ex-partner cl- shut them out of all the accounts. Oh, no. So they couldn't access anything. Oh, wow. And now they're having to go and sue in court for this rather mm-hmm. than have a partnership agreement, which would, you know, state it outright. Right, yeah. Now, yeah. is that something that, you know, with being a consultant and then also, you know, having the the law background, is that something that you feel is best? Or do you feel that, like, the partnership agreement kind of, like, weighs everything out, like, Would you, basically, would you, um, do you think going into business with your friends and your family is a good thing? I think it's a good thing as long as you have a strong agreement written Mm -hmm. out that says, here is what is happening. Mm -hmm. The most, the 
where people get messed up, especially when you go into business with people that you know or have feelings for, is the money. It's like you get very comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, you know, if you set out in the partnership agreement that, okay, yes, we all may have access, you know, to cards to the accounts, but we are not allowed to take money out, you know, except on these particular dates, mm-hmm. that's something important so that, you know, somebody's not taking that company card and going and, you know, like wiping out the entire, the entire, uh, account balance oh, oh the balance okay right. gotcha or you know who is responsible for what who has rights to what how much of this company do you own mm-hmm. because if people put in money if i put in 1500 and you put in 3000 you should obviously get a bigger share than i do right unless you make an arrangement for otherwise gotcha now would that be something a part of your <laughs> services is that something that you write up absolutely or you would like absolutely. sit down with the partners and mm-hmm. like kind of figure out everything yeah that okay mm-hmm. now with now when it came to you going into business for yourself when you know because you're your own business was coming up with the price points where you I've had to, it's, 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 it's changed, it's changed, <laughs> yeah. as I've learned. Um, so initially, you know, I was really concerned with making things affordable for people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't charging that much, but I also wasn't getting many clients, so it was like, I was losing money. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. My prices have gone up, uh, but I'm, I'm learning more about pricing and how to price it based on what the service is, mm-hmm. um, and I still keep in mind, you know, my clients and wanting to make things affordable for them. Because, again, this is not like, you know, your typical attorney representing you type situation. This is me teaching you the things that you need to know. Mm -hmm. And then if you decide that you want me to help you or do it for you, then we can go into that later. Okay. Right? So my services are more... are, are lower priced than, like, a traditional attorney because this is more kind of a teaching session. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So teaching and helping. Yeah. Each one, teach one. Mm-hmm. Got that from uh, Mr. William Walker as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you are doing, um, especially with your... So you have talk sessions on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. right? So tell me some about My that. My talk to me Tuesdays, mm-hmm. I would... Uh, like I would just give people who are like, can I just ask you a few questions here? Can I ask you a few questions here? And mm-hmm. I'll be taking time out of my day at work. I'm like, I might as well make some money off of this. So okay. um, Tuesdays, um, I know that it's not necessarily the most uh, convenient day for people, but if you really want to talk to me, I have a $25, a 25 minute session for $25. Okay. And you can just kind of pick my brain um, for those 25 minutes mm-hmm. on whatever you want to talk about. Cool. That's really cool. So how do you, I mean, like with those connections, do they keep coming back or from the, from the talk to me sessions, are you gaining more clients? Like they're like, okay, let's do this. So, you know, what I have noticed is that when my consultations were free and I wasn't really putting a cap on when you could question me, Mm -hmm. I had a lot more inquiries. But now that I have started putting more price tags on my time, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm my... I'm focusing more on my ads now and getting out there than, like, just word of mouth. Because it's like, I put out a lot of content and Mm -hmm. I give people a lot lot of information. But, you know, people people don't like to pay for nothing. (laughs) I mean, I know I don't. But, you know... (laughs) But it's like, I have to, you know, I still got to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yeah. So my time, and plus as I get busier with my business, my time is very valuable. So if I'm going to take time out to talk to you, it has to be worth it to me. Right, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think the, the, the Talk To Me Tuesdays is the perfect balance where you can talk, it's $25, you know, maybe you 
don't eat out for that weekend and then you can get your legal questions answered for your business, Mm -hmm. which I think is a good investment. Right, exactly. Help them in the long run when it, you know, when your business is growing and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, D.C. is, like, there's a lot of consultants. So, how do you keep yourself fresh and and innovative? You know, uh, I suck at marketing. Um, (laughs) I know that that is not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. And basically, I have looked to people who are better at it to kind of learn lessons. One of the first people I found on Instagram was King Ashley Ann. Um, she's a business builder based in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. She, you know, has worked with Google and like all of these big companies and she's just like a marketing and sales genius. Mm-hmm. And then through her, I've also met people who, you know, they have businesses themselves, but they're just great at the marketing side. So I'm working with this one woman, Brittany, who she made me this beautiful, like, ad for Facebook and you know I'm getting likes and clicks and yeah. I'm like oh my god and like she'll share <laughs> the my numbers videos. are going up when I started doing my videos and I was posting on Facebook you know I had like 10 11 I remember one time I had like 150 people I was like I didn't even know it could go that high <laughs> <laughs> there's no cap what yeah so it's like you know I, I understand what my weaknesses are mm-hmm. I'm, I'm great at you know paperwork and helping people understand but i suck at marketing so i'm just finding people to help me Mm -hmm. uh, who you know who have done it and who have proven results so if y'all are marketers (laughs) okay help your girl (laughs) mpl you help her she'll help you that's right we can barter okay (laughs) give and take that's how that works (laughs) now um you are not only in dc but you also travel and you have Speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. You had one in Atlanta last mm-hmm. month. Yes. Um, so how was that? It was called uh, I Am a Miracle. Yes. So, so um, how, was that your first one? It was, it was my first traveling one. Hey! I've done yeah. All DC. right. Uh huh. Um, but so what happened was uh, my high school colleague, Nancy, she is a pastor out in Atlanta. Okay. And I interviewed her for my podcast on, you know, because. Uh, just to find out what is it, what does a pastor do, <laughs> right? Because I mean, you I know, know y'all talk on Sundays, but like, what is the business of being a pastor? <laughs> uh-huh. um, and you know, the the podcast went really well. And then at, this was like around holiday time. And then at the top of the year, I was just writing my business goals, and I said I want to do speaking engagements. And then like at the end of February, Nancy texted me, and she's like, "I'm having a conference. Do you want to come speak?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> So, you know, I went there and I, uh-huh. I it was a, a conference for, for women. Men were invited too, but mm-hmm. just like, you know, on reaching your full potential mm-hmm. through all through all avenues. So I did a whole thing on, um, you know, what it takes to start a business, the 10 steps, um, and just giving people some tips that they can use. Nice. That's yeah. what's up. So, like, do you have any coming up right now? Um, so I'm working with a local uh, store, local meditations, to, to put on um, a panel. Not a panel, but, like, a discussion for those who want to get involved in the cannabis industry on branding, on protecting your intellectual property, on how to set up your business properly, things mm-hmm. like that. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Thanks. We'll definitely be looking out for that, and we'll mm-hmm. let the people know when that comes so hey, hey. that they can grab a seat <laughs> and support. Um, now, you mentioned it, and that's perfect because I was going to mention it as well, your podcast. Uh, so, what is your podcast called? It's called The Business Of. Yes. And it's... How- it was uh, basically an offshoot of my business. Um, was I would see all these entrepreneurs mm-hmm. online and stuff, and I'll be like, 
how are they running their business? I yeah. don't know what they do. Uh huh. Um, and my first few <laughs> guests were actually my clients. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> you know? that. Hey, girl, it's been a lot of friends on yeah. Sparks and Pours. Shout out to the homies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point of the show is to demonstrate to the listeners that it doesn't matter what your business is. There's certain things that you just have to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've interviewed a pleasure coach, fetish trainers. A sex therapist, Mm. an independent artist, pastors, um, a love educator. But there are still just certain fundamental business concepts that you need to... I just interviewed, you know, um, my college um, buddy, Joyelle, who's, um, you know, she's a full-time comedian. And just understanding what it is after you get pull away the glitz and the glam, Mm -hmm. after you get away from all that shiny stuff, what is that, you know, fundamental business... uh, business uh kind of path that you have to follow as an entrepreneur in your field or the field that you've created because some of the people that i've spoken to there's nobody else doing what they're doing so they're just trying to figure it out as they go Mm -hmm. you know yeah like what's a fetish coach just side note because that's master so uh i interviewed this couple jet setting jasmine and king noir they Uh have like six businesses between between them oh wow but one of their businesses that i was most interested in was being a fetish trainer where they help people you know discover what their kinks are you know figure out if they want to act on them um and you know and training them through that or even like you know having subs and Mm -hmm. training their subs Hmm. but they you know and while it looks sexy like they they do all this stuff like they have these floggers and they do like these routines and stuff Uh but it's like you don't think about okay they have to practice these routines this doesn't just come and then in the field that they are they are their product and having to you know maintain your product and you know doing your taxes and you know uh, editing your videos Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of you know business that goes on behind like this sexy exterior where you see like these two hot people doing like this really cool stuff but like they work constantly Mm -hmm. you know wow okay that's that's interesting. Uh, so, also, you you wear a lot of hats. Uh, so, you also have an ebook as well. I write a lot of ebooks. A, a lot of ebooks. Yeah, okay. I'm a nerd. I just <laughs> so what they teach you in law school is how to outline mm-hmm. um, to condense all the information because they're just throwing information at you. Yeah. So when I first started, I would just basically write outlines on these topics, and I thought I could just you know sell the outlines, mm-hmm. but then all my friends were like, Natalie, this is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so, um, I had to, you know, revamp a little, go back, and once I finally learned how to use Canva, which was, like, I was scared of Canva for a long time, um, I turned those outlines into ebooks, and it's basically just stuff, it's the different steps... At first, it was one big ebook, mm-hmm. but then someone told me they're like, "You need to break this up. This is too much information." Okay, yeah. so it was. It's all my ebooks are basically the, my one big ebook that I've broken down Broke into down. several ebooks, and then I've added to that since then. Like I have my intellectual property series of ebooks, mm-hmm. um, and then I whatever, whatever I find interesting, whatever I think people should know about i just like to write about it in mm-hmm. very simple terms like my favorite one is my trademark toolkit because it just like gives people those tips to help you understand what is a trademark what can you trademark mm-hmm. how can you protect your stuff while you're applying hmm i might need to get one of those one of those it's books it's 97 in my e-store yeah so is it, <laughs> now where where would you find the books 
Um, so if you go to the link, um, uh, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, mm-hmm. that is where you find everything that I do. You find my podcasts, my ebooks, my video trainings, um, some of my social media handles. But that is like the hub, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Mm-hmm. And that's also where you can book your free 15 minute consultation. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the linktree changed the game for me because mm-hmm. I didn't understand how, you know, to get all my stuff in one place, but it just allows me to have everything and, you know, all lined up. Gotcha. I think uh, one of my previous guests, she uses that as well, and Mm -hmm. it is, like, all right there. So, that's what's up in that situation. So, like, before we go, what's, like, maybe, like, three major things that need to be done before starting your business? Open up a business bank account and Mm -hmm. run your business solely through that. Do not mingle your personal funds with your business funds unless you want to be personally sued. Um, Second, if you plan on, if you have some, a brand or a logo or, you know, a business that you want to protect while you are filing for official registration because you need to file officially, put a small TM in the upper right hand corner. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you have a trademark, but what that says to the world is, I don't have a registered trademark yet, but I am working on it, mm. and this mark is mine. Okay. So that's what it tells the world. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you work on filing for your trademark. And the third t- thing is have your contracts ready because you don't want to be caught off guard. You don't want to have to eat the cost of something. Just a quick story. I tell this all the time. Yeah. My sister, she's a makeup artist family friend asked her to come do makeup for a wedding. She was living in Ohio at the time. Our, our family's in Boston. Mm-hmm. My sister was like, cool, no contract. She just did off the strength because that's, you know, family friend. Bought a ticket, flew to Boston day before the wedding. Sorry, we don't need a makeup artist. <gasps> My sister had no contract. She had to eat that whole uh, plane ticket. Oh, man. So having contracts ready, knowing mm-hmm. <clears throat> knowing what your policies are ahead of time is very important because that's going to prevent a lot of confusion in you know in the long run because you don't want to be in a situation where the client was like well you didn't tell me yes i did it was in the contract yeah yeah gotcha nice that's definitely some good gems right there definitely good yes (laughs) well you're doing a great job at it i will say i mean you have a lot of avenues you know and a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs to build their business to do it the right way to make sure that they have all their ducks in a row you know so that they aren't being sued in the future when they think that everything is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can people find you? So um, if you want to find me on... And work with you, of course. All right. So, yes. um, again, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can find all my stuff. That's also where you can book uh, a 15-minute free consultation if you are a first-time client. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, Instagram, it is NPL consulting firm. Facebook, it's NPL Consult, as well as Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> NPL Consult, and then where else am I? I have a YouTube channel. That's yes. If you can find that on the Linktree um, thing, because I don't know the whole uh, address. <laughs> Back, backslash, forward slash. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
and I have email mplconsultingfirm at gmail.com I have a phone number but y'all ain't gonna um, I'm not giving it to y'all on here right <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta book her first yes. before you get all of that <laughs> but yeah I'm on all the you know social media platforms I'm very responsive when you uh, you know hit me up I will probably respond to you within the first 10 minutes of you writing me unless I'm sleeping and it's like late at night <laughs> right yeah there are business hours <laughs> 9 to 5 you heard what Red said <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Natalie Pierre Lewis, I thank you so much thank for coming by. This is so much fun. Yes, uh, absolutely amazing. And like I already knew, you definitely dropped some gems, and there's a lot for me to think about as well. You know, being a business, so I'm going to have to, you know, sacrifice my eating out a couple of times so that <laughs> I can have a session, literally. Um, but but thank you so much for coming by the Sparks and Ports podcast. I hope that you all took down the information so that if you're starting your own business or you know someone who knows someone, share. Like we said, each one, teach one. Um, But thank you so much. Uh, Make sure that you are following the Sparks and Pores podcast. We are on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. That's regular spelling, Sparks and Pores. Um, Then also make sure you're following me, the host, Jaleesa Dove. You can find me on Instagram at Jaleesa Bald. That's J-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-L-D. And Jaleesa Dove everywhere else. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, Natalie, thank you for stopping by the Sparks and Ports podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Anytime, please. Anytime. Come back. Feel free. Yes. More than welcome. (laughs) And for you, the listener, thank you for tuning in. I'll holla at you later. Bye, y'all.